We're so glad you could join us for mornings at YCBC today. We want to thank you for being a part of our online family and we hope that this message encourages you, blesses you and helps you grow in your walk with Him. So let's get into the Word. Um, we're going to jump into God's Word. I'm going to take some time to pray again uh, for, with all of us um, and um, pray a bit more broadly this morning as well. So I encourage you to, to join me in prayer. Mm, yeah, Heavenly Father, we do pray for Caleb. We pray that his head is okay, uh, that you make him feel better uh, very soon. Uh, we pray, Lord, uh, for the Yas Valley. And as we um, lean into, dig into the vision we believe you've given us for this year to be transformed ourselves, but also to see your, your community, the valley transformed, those outside the church, Lord, I pray that as we dig into that more and more, uh, this morning, I pray that uh, you'd b- b- start a revival in us that flows forth to the community, Lord. Mm. And so, Father, we do pray for the Yas Valley. We pray that it would be transformed in the name of Jesus, that it would be renewed by the good news, that uh, we pray for its peace and prosperity as well, Lord. We pray that this valley would flourish and that people would turn to you. Father, we do pray for those within our church family and, and those outside our church family as well, Lord, that are unwell. We pray that you would bring healing to them. We pray that they be made whole in the name of Jesus, that they be refreshed and renewed in Jesus' name. And yeah, Lord, as we come to your word, I pray that we would be transformed by it. We'd be challenged by it. Uh, and that we'd be encouraged by it, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, So this morning uh, is part two of our Each One Reach One series, Um, but this is more than just a sermon series. It is a a sermon series, but it's it's more kind of the launching of our our mission and evangelism strategy to the local community. Uh, And so Each One Reach One, it's a vision. In the title of that is the vision to see everyone from YCBC actively engaged in reaching the one for Jesus. Uh, And that the one is, it's not just about, well, each person can only reach one person for Jesus. It's about acknowledging that the many is made up of the one. That it's lots of individuals. Uh, But it's not just a vision, it's a strategy to equip the church to be engaged in personal mission and evangelism to the local community. And so we don't want to just say, go go make disciples without giving some equipping, some, some habits, some leading into how that can happen. Um, and so last week I talked about our calling to make disciples. And so uh, what I encouraged us to believe about ourselves is that I am called to make disciples, to, make, uh, to lead people to Jesus. I encourage us around that desire to lead people to Jesus. That that phrase, I want to lead people to Jesus, was the second belief I encouraged us to have last week. I'm called to lead people to Jesus. I want to lead people to Jesus. And and the third thing that I encouraged us in last week was that I can lead people to Jesus. Those are kind of the three starting beliefs that as we launched this last week, I encouraged everyone to embrace. I am called, I want to, and I can lead people to Jesus. And so this week and the next two weeks, we're going to focus a lot more on the can. How can I lead people to Jesus? And, and so the, the, the kind of alliteration 
uh, thing for that to help us to remember the, the practices, the habits and the priorities we're going to encourage the church in around this is faith focused forward. So, so each one, reach one is a, in a sense the vision of what we want to do, but faith focused forwards is the how. And so this morning we're going to center around that first word, faith. Because we believe that leading others to Jesus starts with focusing on our own faith. It's kind of the idea that to be a disciple, sorry, to make disciples, I first need to be a disciple. It's, you know, at the very beginning of creation, when God created all things, it says, and he, and he caused them to reproduce according to their kind. And so it's the same with making disciples. We're, we're reproducing disciples. I need to be a disciple to reproduce disciples, to make disciples. It's also about walking in the direction we're calling others to follow. If I'm like walking away from Jesus, it's very hard to tell people to go that way. It would be kind of like, well, why are you going that way? If Jesus is so great, like, why are you walking away? And so this morning I want to, to quickly talk about, because I want to leave time for Carl, I want to quickly talk about three reasons why starting with our faith is so crucial. But I first want to start with a bit of a warning. And that warning comes from the Great Commission itself. Um, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, the setup for the Great Commission that we focused on last week where Jesus calls us to make disciples is this in Matthew 28 verse 16 it says then the 11 disciples went to Galilee so it's 11 because there were 12 Judas betrayed Jesus he's out of the picture now so there's 11 left they went to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go when they saw him they worshipped him but some doubted and then we're told that Jesus commissioned them to be makers of disciples and it's that word, some doubted, that I want us to grab as a warning this morning. We want to start in our journey of leading others to Jesus by beginning with our own faith. But I don't want us to take that as a reason to wait until our faith is free of doubt. Doubts or uncertainties or insecurities or, or things that we might not have fully settled about our own faith, they're not reasons just to kind of wait until later before we start leading people to Jesus. Some doubted, yet Jesus commissioned them all. And so when I think about this, I kind of think about, well, who knew how to do the job they're doing right now on the first day they started it? Who knew how to do that? Put up your hands Say, yeah, me on the chat over here at home. Who knew exactly how to do their job perfectly on the first day they started it? Either no one did or you're the least responsive congregation we've had in a while. I, didn't, I still don't know what I'm doing, to be honest, but um, if I go back to a previous life when I was a physiotherapist, um, I spent four years at uni learning how to do that job and arrived on the first day and the first thought you have is, I don't know what I'm doing. What do, I, what do I actually do now? I knew all about the body and the muscles and what attached to this and that and what their names were. That's completely erased from my mind right now. But I didn't know how to do a job. For those of us who were parents, who instantly knew how to, to parent their child perfectly on the day they were born? And, and so in all these areas, we have doubts, we have uncertainties, we don't really know what we're doing, but we still push forward. 
yes, we, we focus on learning and understanding more and growing, but, but we don't let the doubt stop us from stepping in. And so I want to encourage us with that warning about leading others to Jesus. Yes, we've got doubts and uncertainties and, and places where we're not super confident in our own faith, but let's not let that be a reason to not push forward. And so the first reason why it's so important to focus on our own faith as we lead others to Jesus is because when we put our faith first, when we put our faith in Jesus first, it demonstrates the value of the gospel to others. When we put our faith in Jesus first in our own lives, it demonstrates the value of the gospel to others. For a scripture for this, I just want to read Matthew 13, 44 to 45, and this is Jesus talking about the kingdom of God. And he says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy he went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. And so Jesus is saying the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, is the most valuable thing in the universe. It's more valuable than anything else. It's worth selling everything for. It's re worth reprioritizing everything else around that single priority. It's the priority of which our entire life takes its place around. And so when we put our faith in Jesus first, it demonstrates or, or communicates its value to others. Steve shared a testimony of that this morning. When, when we collectively put our faith first, others drive by and go, what are all those people with their cars parked out the front of the church? What is, what is valuable about what they're doing that they would do that on a Sunday morning? Of course, that's not the end point but it communicates that this is valuable to us. It communicates to our neighbours, to, to non-believers most importantly, and to our children, to our friends and to our non-believing family that, that this is valuable to me. This is more valuable than anything else in all the universe. Now those who are theologically minded might be thinking, well, well the church... Or my habits of faith, that's not the kingdom of God. And you'd be theologically correct. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is so much bigger than the church or my prayer time or my time in God's word. But, but those things I want to say to us this morning are the visible representation of God's kingdom on earth. They're where we can most clearly look to see the kingdom of God at work. And so whether rather rubber hits the road with this is, is in our gathered worship. It is in our prayer time. It is in our reading of God's word. And so the challenge I want to kind of wrestle with this morning for all of us is, what are we saying to the world about the value of our faith, about the value of the gospel, when we are so willing to make other things a priority? When, when we're so willing to push it aside when something else comes up? Now, there's that irony of that phrase, preaching to the converted. That's literally what happens when you're preaching. Like, it's, that's, that's church. You know. But I want us to wrestle with that. I don't want anyone to feel guilt or shame or anything this morning, whether you're here or at home. But I want us to wrestle with that question of, of how does 
the way that I treat the things of God's kingdom demonstrate to those around me how valuable it is to me? Do I demonstrate that this is the treasure in a field, that this, this good news about Jesus is the pearl of great price? Do I demonstrate that in my actions, in my behaviour, in the way I speak about it? Because if we don't, then why would anyone else want it? If I don't treat the kingdom of God, if I don't treat the good news about Jesus as, as the most valuable thing I've ever encountered, why would anyone else want it? There's nothing more valuable than spending my time with God in his word, in prayer. I don't know about the rest of us, but, but I have found the pearl of great price. May I treat it more and more so that way. I've found the treasure. And I know there are some churches that kind of wrestle with the thought of should we meet less often so we can be engaged with our community more and, and God bless them if God's leading them that way and I hope it really works out for them, but I don't buy it. I've never actually seen it work because I believe the most missional thing that I can do with my time is to demonstrate to the world that there is no place I would rather be on a Sunday morning than gathered with the family of God worshipping him. There's nothing more valuable I could do than spend my time worshipping God, opening his word, Letting my children see that, may I, I'm not setting myself up as the prime example this morning, may I do better and better in my own life, but there's nothing more valuable than communicating. It's worth taking the time to stop and pray because God is worth it. I'm going to move on, but, but may we all declare over our own lives that my priority will demonstrate his glory to others. My priorities will demonstrate his glory to others. Reason one, the others will be quicker, I promise. The second reason we need to begin with our faith if we want to lead others to Jesus is what we fill our heart with will determine what flows out. For a scripture for this, we can look at Luke chapter 6, 43 to 45. Jesus says, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And so leading others to Jesus starts with focusing on our faith because our mouth will speak out what we've filled our heart with. What we have filled our heart with will flow out in both word and action. And so the question I want to ask in this space this morning is, what are you filling your heart with? Is it the news? Social media, TV, pornography, garbage, clutter. What are you filling your heart with? Because that's what's going to flow out. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, uh, the wisdom of Solomon says, Above all else, guard your heart... Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. 
And so bearing fruit in this context means leading others to Jesus. That's what kingdom fruit looks like. It's not just people being saved, but that is the, the primary thing that we need to think about when we're thinking about fruit in the kingdom. And bearing fruit begins with filling ourselves with the things of faith and not the things of this world. With his word, with his worship, with his presence, with time, with his church. And so my prayer for me, and I encourage you to make this your prayer for you, is that may I be so filled with Jesus that when I open my mouth, others are led to him. May I be so filled with the good news, with faith, with an understanding of the value of the kingdom and God's love for me, that when I speak, others are led towards him. May we all be so filled with Jesus that our actions demonstrate his goodness. And so I want to encourage you to make this your declaration this morning. If you've got a pen, I didn't say this about the last one, but write this down. My faith is fruitful when it's well fertilized. The first one was my priority will demonstrate his glory. My faith is fruitful when it's well fertilized. And finally, when we focus on Jesus, it builds our confidence in the gospel. And so when we focus on our faith, it demonstrates the, the value of, of that faith to others. When we focus on our faith, it, it feeds our heart with faith so that what flows out in, in word and actions um, is, is the things of faith. But finally, it it's, builds our confidence in the gospel itself. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, he said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentiles. For, <coughs> for in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. And so Paul, despite being changed up, stoned to what they thought was death, whipped, shipwrecked, uh, despite experiencing many things that weren't good in his life, he, he still declared that despite the gospel been the thing that led his life into all of those places, he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. That word gospel means good news. He's still able to say, hey, I'm confident that the gospel is good news. Despite his often poor circumstances. The gospel is good news about Jesus. It's about his birth, about his life, about his power, about his words, about his death, about his resurrection, about his ascension. In essence, the gospel is Jesus. And so in 1 Peter 3.15, the apostle Peter wrote to the church, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. He's starting in that same place. Revere Christ as Lord, as the most valuable thing under which all other things in your life take place. Revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Often we might realise after the fact that we've had an opportunity and our thought will be, oh, I just didn't know what to say. 
Or we might realize that we're in the midst of an opportunity to share with Jesus about someone and, and we just think, oh, but I don't know what to say. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Well, becoming a disciple is about becoming a student. And becoming a student of Jesus means simply learning more and more about him and becoming increasingly confident. And so when we focus on our faith and when we're intentional about it, we can build not just a confidence for our own salvation. I believe, you know, I trust that all here this morning, and if not, you don't have this confidence, then let's have an opportunity to declare our faith in Jesus at the end of our time together. But, but I trust that we have confidence for our own salvation in the good news of Jesus. But that's not what I'm talking about. When we focus on our faith, we can build a confidence in the gospel, not just for us, but a confidence to share it with others. So that we will, as Peter says, be ready to give an answer. And so here's the the last thing I want you to write down before I hand over to Carl in a moment. My priority will demonstrate his glory. My faith is fruitful when it's well fertilised. And the more I know him, the more confident I am to go for him. The more I know Jesus, the more confident I am to go for Jesus. And so what we've been talking about, though, is this is about I can. And so I've hopefully, you know rattled your cage a little bit but we want to give you some concrete habits some steps because this isn't rocket surgery we want to in a sense you know part of what we're going to talk about in weeks to come is prayer and 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 the holy spirit is so key in leading others to jesus but but at the same time it's about simple habits simple practices we can embrace and prioritize in our life that we strongly believe if we all embrace them and grow in them the end result will be people will come to faith in Jesus. And so um, Carl, who is uh, our leader and equipper in local mission and evangelism, is going to come and talk about some habits and concrete steps. Thanks, Carl. Cool. Do you know what? I'm actually going to get you guys to stand up for a moment. All right? Um, All right. I want you to move around a bit. Right, just that you can run on the spot, you can do jumping jacks, you can do whatever, but what I really want you to do is to get your blood flowing because when it flows through the rest of your body, it also flows to your heart, it flows to your brain, it flows to all those important parts that I'm trying to get, uh, that we're trying to get a message across to this morning. Because we're talking about prioritizing faith and it's not a passive thing, right? It's not. Um, it's, not a, it's not a passive thing at all. It's a very, very active choice. And I think we all need to own that. And so I want to ask you a question first. Go, go ahead and grab a seat. Um, uh, if you're at home or even if you're here, you can stand up if you'd really like to. So there's no problem with that. Um, when you can't make it to church on a Sunday, how does that make you feel? Now, there's all kinds of reasons why people can't make it to church. Sometimes you're ill, and especially during COVID, that's a very good reason to not come to church. Um, you know, and, and sometimes like things do happen. But I mean, on those days where you kind of get up and it's a bit miserable outside, and it's kind of like, you know what, actually, I'm just going to choose not to go this morning. How does it make you feel? Do you feel that it's an issue that you can't make it to church? And if so... What stops you prioritizing that? What is it in the morning 
or the night before or whenever you make that choice, what is it that you're prioritizing more than that? And if not, right? Um, if not, what what is it right now that we feel might deserve more priority? Like, is it having the latest car? Is it earning more money at work? Is it being able to um, to spend time with our family, just our family? And I'm not telling you that it needs to be one or the other. Like, it's a choice that everybody makes and that everybody has to make. But you have to own the choice. You can't choose something and make it someone else's responsibility. Because what do we place at the centre of our lives? And Nick was talking about this before. The thing that we place at the centre of our lives overflows into every other area. And I think that we underestimate sometimes... You're right, Jumina. Um, because whatever that thing is communicates so much more than we think about the value of that. If we put Jesus at the center of our lives, it shows everywhere. If you put money at the center of your life, it shows everywhere. And so Nick was mentioning we're going to talk a lot about habits. Right? Habits are important. Um, we're close to the beginning of the year. I'm sure that, me included, there was a number of us who uh, committed to habits that we might not quite have followed through on um, right at the beginning of the year. But I read a quote recently that said, motivation is what gets you going. Habit is what keeps you going. And I think sometimes we live motivation to motivation. We come to church on a Sunday... We get a bit of a buzz from worshipping Jesus. And then by two o'clock on Sunday afternoon, we're like, oh, look, I need a nap. And, and it just kind of sits at that level until we re-motivate ourselves. So essentially, until we get our next fix, we use church and our relationship with God to kind of prop us up. Um, but I wanted to encourage you that maybe we can move past only thriving when we're motivated to thriving all the time by cultivating habits that challenge us and motivate us and help us to grow. And I put challenges in there because as any of us who have tried to form a habit know, they're not easy. Right? Especially when you are working on getting a habit started in your life it can be hard. But I do want to encourage you that if you follow through on a habit, they always lead to a notable outcome if you stick with them. Negative habits lead to negative outcomes. Positive habits lead to positive outcomes. As Nick said, it's not rocket surgery or rocket science or brain surgery or any of those things. Um, but... Uh, in James 3.12, it says this. It says, My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. What flows out of you is a result of the habits and the commitments that you make to the important things in your life. And I'll say this a couple of times, but I want to encourage you that healthy habits breed holy hearts. And that's what we want. We want a heart 
that is after God that overflows his love and his encouragement to everywhere else. And so I want to give you a couple of habits that I feel are pivotal to having a faith in Jesus. Concrete things. So not, you know, not airy-fairy kind of ideas. Um, But the first one is, I want to encourage you, whether you are here now, whether you're at home, whether you're watching this three weeks from now, I want to encourage you to prioritise Sunday morning worship on Sunday morning. Now, there's lots of things around to say, come to church, right? So we just want you to come to church. We want bums in seats. We want all of those things. But you can come to church without prioritising worship. I'm almost certain there's plenty of people that do. I I don't feel that there's people here that do that, but there are plenty of people around the world that do that. Our seats here are warm enough. And by that, I mean that God doesn't need bench warmers. So we, we don't need to warm the seats. So we don't need to coin the term, bums in seats. That, that's, not, that's not what God needs. And that's not what he wants either. He wants active and passionate worshippers committed to being servant-hearted, engaged, and faithful to the calling to, Hebrews 10.25 puts it this way, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Because that's really important. And like, please, you know, if you, if you feel that you have enough encouragement in your life, Put your hand up. I surely don't. And that's a really important thing that we do on Sunday mornings. So I want to encourage you. Make it a priority in your life to be here, whether it's here or whether it's at your TV, if there's a a real reason that you can't make it. Maybe you're in Queensland. That's a long trip. Um, But prioritise it on Sunday morning. Number two... So I want, to, I want to encourage you to read your Bible, not my Bible. I prefer to hold on to that one. Um, but read your Bible. If you are here this morning and you do not have a Bible, come and see me afterwards and we will, we will give you one. As, as a promise to you, we, will, we don't want you to leave without, without a copy of God's Word. But we can't focus on this enough. Like, and this is, if you look back through Nick's messages, this is what we're always encouraging. Like, th- this, is, this is God's word. And if you wanted a relationship with someone and you were given a, a book that's probably going to do someone a bit of damage if I hit them with it. Um, if you were given that much information about someone and you really wanted to get to know them and build a relationship with them, would you sit there and just kind of go, oh, well, look, I read a couple of lines. That's enough, right? It's like, take the information that's been given. God has given you his word. And don't just read it once. Read it and read it more and read it more. Pick it up every day. If it's for three minutes and you get through five verses because you're just stuck on those, that is still building your relationship with God. It is building your faith. And like Nick said, it's giving you confidence in God's word. 
And that's a really, really important thing. Thirdly, a lot of you here will have been to an Alpha course. Uh, some of you haven't. If you haven't ever been, we're going to run at least one of them this year. I encourage you to make sure that you are aware when those are and to come. Because Alpha is designed specifically to cover the basic principles of the Christian faith. And, you know, maybe you've been to an Alpha course and you say, well, no, I already know all that stuff. That's, that's fine, right? I can tell you that I've been to a few of them and every time I go, I learn something, something more. Oftentimes about things that I thought I knew everything about. And that's a really healthy thing, I think. If you want to come and share wisdom that you feel you have in regards to that, please come as well. Because we are a community, we do these things together, and everybody has a part to play. And again, what Alpha gives you, more than anything else, is a confidence in the gospel. It gives you confidence to take that out from, from church, from your life group, or from wherever that starts, but to take that out into the community, and to share Jesus with other people. Now, I wanted to tell you that I had a gift for you this morning. I really did. Unfortunately, Australia Post kind of let us down on that one. Um, but this week, we'll be receiving a delivery of a tiny little booklet that's just entitled, Why Jesus? And I'm pretty sure from the title of a booklet like that, you can probably guess what's in it. Um, but what we're going to do is, as we receive those, we'll give some out next weekend. We'll try and drop some out to people uh, during the week. If you would like a copy, please come and put your name down. We'll have at our connections desk afterwards, or if you're online, uh, send us an email or just put it in the chat. Um, we want to get a copy of that out to you. It's a tiny little booklet, and we're going to encourage you this month, when you receive that, to read that every single day. And I know for, for some people, it's, you know, they just go, well, I don't, I don't really have any extra time in a day. You, you do. Like, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to make it a little bit more subtle than that, but, but you do. And I think there is, a, there is a place to make the time to read through that. I would suggest it be a five, ten-minute read. And again, all these things are designed to bolster and to strengthen your faith, but more than that, they're designed to give you confidence in the gospel in which you have faith. Because Nick shared this verse before, and it was 1 Peter 3.15. It says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And in reading booklets like that and your Bible daily, it will help you. It will help you to start equipping yourself to be ready to give that answer when people ask you why you're happy when things are going bad. Why you commit time on a Sunday morning when you could be having pancakes and coffee in your underpants. It's too much information, isn't it, really? Let's, um, so, but, but there's so many things that we, that we have as Christians that we do share, and that's a beautiful testimony. But we want to encourage you that when people ask you about that, is a great time to tell them about Jesus. Because that is the reason. Now, I think we often have an issue with the phrase ticking the box. So, 
more often than not used as a derogatory term um, to talk about people who have no passion about what they're doing, but they do it for some kind of positive return or just to, well, tick the box. Um, and admittedly, we don't want you to stay there, right? But habits are quite often, and I'm putting these sometimes, but really, habits are almost always built on determination, not motivation. We get motivated to try and start a habit, but a lot of the hard work is built by determination. And sometimes it's just getting up, no, you know what, I really don't want to do this right now, but I'm committed to doing this because you're not committing, it's not for me. You're not reading your Bible for me. You're not reading it for Nick. You're not reading it for YCBC. You're reading it to strengthen your relationship with Jesus. And again, I just want to encourage you that building healthy habits will breed in you a holy heart. Now, when I was writing a lot of this down, it was uh, Thursday. And those of you who were here or in Yass uh, would have known that there was just a little bit of rain on Thursday uh, or a torrential downpour for about an hour. Um, And so I just want to share with you something that while I was writing this, I would, all, what I was thinking is, we have an overflowing gutter at home. So I had a call from my wife, Alex, um, just saying, right, so there's water coming over the gutter. And those of you who know our story, water's not exactly my favourite thing, especially in regards to overflowing out of gutters. Um, so I'm super anxious about when it rains really heavily and water possibly coming into our house. But it really encouraged me that I know that Jesus wants you to build these habits. And how? Because everything in me at that time wanted to stop writing, go into the... So I was down at Trader, so I wanted to crawl in under the bench, behind the seats, into a ball and start crying. That's the kind of triggering that that stuff is for me. And I really had to sit there with that and just go, you know what? My answer to that is no. It's like, no, I will not do that. No, we will not forsake creating habits that bring us closer to God. No, we will not stop building our faith because it's hard. And no, we will not shy away from each one reaching one. And I think sometimes we need to sit there and we need to make that call. Just go, no. Like, you know, there are plenty of reasons to say no. And just go, ah, it's a bit too hard. There's there's this or... There's always something that's trying to take you away from work like this. But I encourage you to say no to that and say yes to Jesus. So I was reading the other day and I read Matthew 16, 18 where it says, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. And when I was reading that, I was thinking about, so I was thinking about my life, and I was thinking about my family, but I was also thinking about all of you guys. Like those of you who are here in the building, those of you who are at home. And I want to encourage you that that's not a reference to, well, YCBC is the rock, and we're all just kind of a little bit of a part of that. It's like, you are the rock. Each and every one of you are the rock. And on each and every single one of you, 
Jesus is building his church. And he's building it on you because he trusts that in you being that rock, that even the gates of hell will not overcome what you are called to do. So I was talking to Nick the other week and we're saying that we can't well ask people to do what we don't or to prioritise what we don't. And Nick quite astutely pointed out that absolutely we can. Um, unfortunately, that would just make us massive hypocrites. Um, and so I don't want to do that. I'm not sitting up here going, I think you guys all need to do this so that I don't have to. I'm in this with you, just like you're in it with me. Like we're all in this together. And the calling this year, and for those of you who've seen the, um, the, the Transform banner up the back and have been part of that vision month, is for us to be transformed. Transformed individually, transformed as a church, transformed in the way we do community and to transform the community around us. And I want to encourage you that we're going to use that, that what Jesus is calling you to do is to use that transformation in leading you in a season of reaching one for him. So I think we need to start and we need to start now because healthy habits breed a holy heart. We need to start right now. We need to start reading our Bible. We need to start building healthy habits. We need to start reading that Why Jesus booklet, obviously, once we get that to you. Um, you need to start by registering your intention and committing in yourself to come to Alpha when we run that. We need to start now because later it's just going to be too late. Right? Don't, don't wait. Don't wait. Jesus is, Jesus is waiting for you. Don't wait to go to him. Thanks, Carl. Let's pray as the worship team come up. Mm. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your church. We thank you for um, Alpha and the confidence it gives us in the gospel. We thank you for the Why Jesus booklet. We will thank you doubly so when we receive it. And so we pray this morning, that last word, start now. We pray that you would stir in each of us here in the building, each of us in our homes, uh, each of us, if we're listening to the podcast later on, that you would stir in us that whenever we hear those words. Father, I pray that you stir within us the desire to build our own faith upon the rock of Jesus. Not for our sake alone, but for the sake of this community, that they would see a church, they would see individuals that passionately love you, that this community would be transformed in the name of Jesus. So we look beyond ourselves to the community, Lord, and we surrender ourselves in doing so to you, that we would become your light in this world. 
in a, in a greater and more uh, powerful way. Increase the lumens of our light in this community, Lord, as we prioritize our own faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, team. Thanks for joining us today. As you head back into your week, we want to encourage you to stay in His Word, stay in His love, and stay strong in your faith. Don't forget to keep up to date with what's happening via Facebook, Instagram, or via our website at ycbc.church. See you soon.